Welcome to season three of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. I'm Gina, and I'm so excited to have you guys join me this week. Enjoy listening to the God-given freedom story of the individual featured, and share it with your friends, share it with your people. Let's get the word out that God still frees his people. Let's go. Let's do this. Season three begins now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for this week at the podcast. Before we get started on this episode, I wanted to talk to you for a couple of moments about Operation Christmas Child. Did you know that you can take part in fulfilling the Great Commission simply by packing an Operation Christmas Child shoebox gift? Your gift of school supplies, toys, and hygiene items will open the door for children around the world to encounter the love of Christ for the very first time. As a result of Operation Christmas Child outreach events and discipleship, more than a thousand churches are being planted each year, even among unreached people groups. National Collection Week is November 15th. To learn more, visit samaritanspurse.org slash OCC. I will put that information in the show notes and look it up and help them out. It's a great cause. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, I can't believe the Christmas season is right around the corner. Two of my friends, one of which you've heard about, Krista Crookston from One Blessed Mama Designs and my friend Melinda Lee from Lee's Bees. They are amazing women. They have come alongside this ministry, created specific lines with me for this ministry and have been strong supporters of everything that Anchored by the Sword stands for and what we're doing. Now, these two forces have come together to create some great product lines for Christmas, for your family, for your friends, bracelets, earrings, also honey products, just some great stuff. And they ship, so it's awesome for you guys. So, head over to www.anchoredbythesword.org. Go under collaborations and you can click the links for either one of them. Or click the links in the show notes from today. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to another week at the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I'm Gina, and I'm so excited to have today Danielle Wingate on the podcast. She is someone I just actually recently met online. So, Danielle, thank you so much for doing this. And can you introduce yourself to my listeners? Yes, thank you so much for having me. As Gina said, my name is Danielle Wingate, and I am a mom, a military spouse. I am an author and a co-founder of Catalyst Women, which is a discipleship movement to encourage women to know Jesus and grow in freedom. That is so great. And one of the things that we uh, connected with is our similar visions when it comes to uh, women and men being set free. So I'm really, really excited for this conversation. So how did you get involved in everything you're involved in? You know, it was so interesting because I think a lot of times we can trace back to even our childhood moments of really these like little sparks or seeds that have just like, that we're like, oh my gosh, even as a kid, I was always this way, even as, Mm -hmm. and I remember two things always stuck out to me as a, as a kid, I really loved justice and Mm -hmm. I loved truth. 
Okay. And you can see kind of those like mirrored out even in my adulthood now. And, and I really always felt like this unsettledness as I continue to, to grow. And I just walked through a lot of things in my story, which we'll get into in a little bit. But through all of these, like, I'll just say valley seasons and, and moments of hopelessness and, and so many questions of, God, what is my purpose? And why did I go through this? Or why am I back at this? I thought I was past this. <laughs> Um, through, through that. And then really the catalyst (laughs) came in about 2016 when the, um, Clinton Trump election was going on. And I just saw women that were marching in DC and they were choosing to carry signs or wear certain hats that were just not life-giving. And really my heart just broke for them in Mm -hmm. a whole new way where I thought, I cannot be silent anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was just this, this fork in the road, this moment in time that I realized as I began to just pray for them and pray over the situation and pray, God, what would you have me to do? I felt like the Lord was just showing me that these women really wanted to just be seen. We wanted equality. They wanted their voices to be heard. They wanted to know that they mattered. They wanted to know that they had a seat at the table and that they had this deep value. But as the enemy does, he was deceiving them where we had to Mm -hmm. silence men and we had to, you know, like compete with them. And out of that, I just started a dialogue with some friends and out of that Catalyst Women was born. And it really just became at first a place to share life-giving stories of women who were leading and just pursuing Jesus and had this different life that you know, like this peace that you're, that you just mm-hmm. can look at them and say, Oh, I don't, I don't understand. How can you have peace and joy in the midst of all of this? And, um, so it really just started off more as sharing stories. And then over the years as business and people and things change and you just continue to grow, we just kind of came back to actually midway through 2020 that it's great to share, you know, these stories, but that we're actually feeling like we're being called more to discipleship. Mm-hmm. Of how do we help women assess their story and and exactly like that pathway of finding freedom in it through spiritual disciplines, through just building healthy habits and behaviors to know who Jesus is personally to them and what their story, you know, like that purpose that they were created for. That is so, so good. And I can't wait to dig into that now through your story. So whatever parts you want to tell, the mic is yours. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's dangerous. (laughs) But um, going back to obviously my childhood, my dad traveled a whole lot. And I always remember feeling the sense of, uh, and I, and I really couldn't put a name on it, but I really always um, now looking back and knowing what it was, I I realized I I struggled with two things a lot growing up. It was rejection and feeling safe or secure. And my parents had a rocky marriage. They ended up getting divorced and we grew up in a Christian home. And so it was a very interesting place to like live almost in this tension of, wait, we believe Jesus and we believe the Bible, but I don't see fruit from this. So I don't understand why I would want to live this way. Mm -hmm. And out of that, um, I actually chose, I didn't want to be a believer. (laughs) Uh Um, you know, and so I just, I, I got dragged to church three times a week growing up and I was like, you know, I don't know if this is for me. And so from a younger age, um, really around 13 and 14, I started really 
finding that security and, and worth and value in pursuing boys. And mm-hmm. I just thought if I can, if I can just get in a relationship, you know, and then I'll, and then I'll be enough and then I'll be worthy or then I'll be special or then I'll feel. And, and that, that line of uh, destination of value and of worth continued to just move, obviously, as I would get into a relationship and you have no idea what you're doing and two broken people don't make one whole person, two right. broken people just make a huge mess and it just is more brokenness. And so I really continued uh, in this cycle, like this downward toxic cycle of dating and trying to find people to fix me for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I was so frustrated and um, was very close to getting engaged to two different guys, uh, not at the same time, <laughs> but at like, various points of my story where like, it was just, it was really like, I just look at it. I'm like, gosh, what a waste of time now. Like, but that was not what I was. I was searching. I was really searching for healing. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> anyway, I just one night, like I went to this church gathering that a friend of mine was like, Hey, I just feel like you're supposed to come. I'm going to save you a seat. And I was so late from work. I did not want to come. I couldn't ever, I never found my friend that night, but like they, I, I got there just in time for the last row in the overflow section. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure how y'all set these chairs is not up to fire code, but whatever. And Priscilla Shire delivered this incredible message titled certain places are sacred places. Mm, And mm. I remember just like, just my spirit being awakened that I was being brought back to a continual place of brokenness, of helplessness and of emptiness for a certain reason. And I was wasting, I was wasting my time by not leaning into the Lord and not Mm. doing this work to find out why and what he wanted to do through it. And so that really changed everything from that night. That night, I just laid down idols of relationship. I laid down whatever I thought was the solution. Uh, And I laid down brokenness in a way that I was like, Lord, you can have my whole heart. Like, I don't ever want to come back to this place in this Mm -hmm. way again. I am all done. And it was just this beautiful journey that I thought, well, Lord, if you have somebody, you're going to bring somebody. And I, and at that point, being single for six months would have been a really good, like, wow, Danielle, you're really taking time for you. Good job. And so that's what I really, like, I was like six months, like, and it was so beautiful because the Lord took me on this gift of singleness for the next three and a half, four years. And it just became this beautiful relationship with with the Lord, where I just really began to see myself as, as whole. And I began to build relationships with females, which is also a very interesting thing that I want to point out. Growing up, I really felt this need to compete with women. Mm -hmm. I didn't embrace relationship with women, which now being finding freedom and who God's called me to be and being set free from some of the things in my own life and strongholds, I realized it was from the enemy because this is where my greatest passion of ministry outside of my family lies is with women. Mm -hmm. But here the enemy wanted me to see women as my enemy. So that is also an interesting thing to take note of. If you're in the process of finding freedom and healing in your journey, take inventory of the very things that are your greatest like points of like strife or bitterness or just 
of, of like, I would say toxic fruit in your life and just say, okay, Lord, this is not a feeling from you. I may not be sure what to do with this, but I'm going to take inventory of it because God will redeem everything for, for good. Right. Right. So it was, um, anyway, I just think that that's such an interesting thing that I'm like, oh my gosh. And so over those four years, I really began to just embrace women like of like, gosh, my, my relationships, my friendships, going on girls trips, like it was so great. Like Valentine's day became one of my favorite holidays, <laughs> you know, like just celebrated each other. But so that was just kind of like this whole process. And then I did, uh, I met my husband back in 2013 at a church that I worked at. And it was a very skeptical, like, where I was like, you know what, dude, I've really loved being single. I don't, I don't really think like this is anything. And, and the Lord just continued to like cross our paths. And then the Lord was so gracious <laughs> it because as soon as I was like, okay, I'm ready to date you. I think like that this could be something he was like, Hey, I'm actually deploying next month to Afghanistan and I'll be gone for nine months. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so like, God, what here? I'm now ready. And he's gone. And it's, it, it is so not lost on me that it takes nine months to make a baby. And it was mm-hmm. so beautiful because those nine months I liken to gestational periods of growing a baby because every month and every week had purpose in, in, in building our foundation of our now marriage. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those seasons that you're like, I would have liked not to have repeat, repeated that. I'm thankful for it. Um, you know, but even through that, we've got to move all sorts of different places and, uh, through military life and, and really at each place, there's been this expectancy of God, what do you want to do here? And Mm -hmm. so through that story, I will say, you know, like starting with an I, Priscilla Shire, it really started my pathway to healing, but I really, I felt like, um, assignments back where you're stationed in Washington state. Um, just south of Seattle. And and there was a great, great group of women. And they were literally like diving into this like freedom course of helping identify strongholds and hurts and, and replacing lies with truth in your life. And Mm -hmm. I just, I had never really stopped to like, I had done some good healing, but I didn't really have a label to say, wow, I really struggled with rejection or wow. Mm -hmm. I really felt like I wasn't safe. Um, because if we don't identify our roots, the enemy is the deceiver and he's Mm -hmm. going to bring up different tactics and strategies that are going to target us and almost like trigger us in different ways. And so Mm -hmm. now I can identify something to say, I'm being triggered for rejection. I'm being triggered because I don't feel safe. And because I'm so thankful for my husband. I can, I can share that in a safe way with my husband that I'm not looking for him to heal me, mm-hmm. but now I can say, Hey, I'm being triggered. I either need you to pray with me, intercede for me, or like, just <laughs> give me a minute because I'm not coming to the, I'm not coming to the table. Well, like I'm not coming, I'm not showing up to our marriage in this moment super well, and I need a minute. And, and it does, it looks like lots of, you know, different things. But, um, the thing that I love is that freedom in Jesus is never a destination. And that's the other thing I've had to come to terms with is that I'm never going to feel like I have uh, arrived. I've not, I'm not going to. And if I do, then I need to (laughs) repent for that pride because 
It is. It's like, it's just this beautiful journey. So we have four kids and I love my husband. (laughs) And now we live in Washington, DC. So that is so good. You live in DC now. How do you like living there? I like it. It's beautiful. And the same thing I just said with every post and assignment, I don't think there's ever been a place that we've been assigned per se that I've, that I've been excited to go. There's been hesitancy with each assignment Mm -hmm. in the natural realm that I'm like, well, gosh, Seattle or going back to Texas. Like, I don't like, there's just been so many different things, but I really believe like God is the messenger and the army is just the, or God is the assigner and the army is the messenger. Mm -hmm. And every place that I have just said, okay, Lord, what do you want to do? Show me what you would have. I have left every single post in tears because I'm so sad. Like I'm like not ready to leave and the people and the experiences and, and it is always hard starting over. Um, And so we're kind of still in that newness. We just got here in June. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was even telling one of my old neighbors, uh, yesterday on the phone, I said, oh, I think I've really found two or three f- women here that are really like, they love the Lord and they're, they're eager to go deeper in the Lord together. And I'm so thankful even for <laughs> like just that already. So, and I mean, I love history and like, the- yeah, I love all the stuff that you just talked about from your story. And I love how you are not afraid to speak on the fact of how women tend to be with each other, mm-hmm. um, like growing up and all those things. And now how you really did search out and God has provided in each area, a different person or people for you to be in that relationship mm-hmm. with. And then catalyst being birthed yeah. out of all that. I think that's amazing. So good. We were designed for community. And when you start to really think about like the body of Christ, as, as you know, Ephesians talks about, there's something so special about how God's wired us as women. And I do talk about that. The whole second chapter of my book is dedicated to how women were created and designed. And it's just so special because when we know our worth and our value, there's no need to compete. There's a sense of for us to really accomplish heaven on earth in pursuit of, of the Lord, we need both men and women equally to thrive. We need women to cheer on other women and we need their strengths. Like you have strengths, Gina, that I don't have. And I don't even know your strengths, but even just like, <laughs> you know, like it's just so great to see what you're doing and how we can learn from each other and we can sharpen each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then when you get women in your circle that just know you and they can like hold you accountable and remind you of, no, this is who God's called you to be. This is what he's called you to do. Don't let the enemy have a seat at your table. Like it's just so powerful. So anyway, it really I'm is honestly very passionate. <laughs> about it. Well, I love your passion about it. I just think it's so refreshing and in a culture that wants to pin us all against each other and make us feel like, um, just because they're doing it and they're doing it that we can't do it. And I just love that, that God is countercultural. And that everything with what we do and what we do as women, you know, we're not, we're not pushing men out. And I, I really like that because that seems to be something that the world wants to say. 
God chose to create Adam first. And if we believe the word, then we need to believe the whole word and know that God is not a God of chaos or confusion, but mm-hmm. he is a God of order. And so we don't have to understand it. That's where faith comes in. Right. But there is a respect and an honor and a holy reverence that we need to bring to the table to say, they're human. You know, my husband, even last night, he responded in a way that I was like, Ooh, Holy spirit. I, I, uh, I just need you to take care of that because <laughs> I cannot, I have nothing life giving in this moment. To respond <laughs> and I know I need to come at this in a loving way and there's nothing, you know, like, but I can, it was so beautiful because like he did, he like took a few minutes to himself and I finished cleaning up the kitchen and I was like, Lord, give me my words. And And it's just, it was so cool because like he did, he shared with me and I got to have a seat. Like I was then invited into what he was navigating and we got to pray together. And it was, it's so powerful to take territory that already belongs to us as sons and daughters of a king, Mm -hmm. but it's powerful to take that back from the enemy and know that when we come together and unify as the body of Christ, whether that is friends or in marriage or acquaintances, this, this is what it's about we're taking territory back, like in definitely have no place here. Amen. Amen. Claim that. And that is a perfect segue into your book. So um, for those of you who can't see, because I don't do video podcasts yet, (laughs) her book is called fighting for freedom. And the tagline is seven battles women encounter and the strategy that changes everything. So let's talk about your book. Where did you get the inspiration for your book? Yeah, well, you know, fighting for freedom really came about a few years back. I of course I had seen a movie by Priscilla Shire called War Room. Um, yes. Well, I guess she stars in it, and it was so great because I was a newlywed and I was newly pregnant, and I was like, "Okay, Lord," and and marriage exposes all of your shortcomings. That <laughs> you're like, "Oh, I just." when I thought I was going to be married, I thought this, you know, and so we were kind of in the newness of, of married life and we were blessed and surprised by our first child. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a three-year plan and God was like, no, we'll just, I'm going to have you actually get pregnant six months in a marriage. And so like, <laughs> I was like, okay, Lord, like, and again, something again in my spirit awakened it. Like, you know, it just, it was beautiful. And so I watched War Room and I thought, and if you don't know the context of this movie, um, Priscilla Shire, she is a realtor and she and her husband are having a really hard time in their marriage. And she goes to show a house and the woman who owns the house is a prayer warrior. Mm -hmm. And so she befriends um, Priscilla and essentially what she does is she coaches her and she guides her into how to battle in the spiritual realm for your marriage. So your husband isn't the enemy and you don't fight with him. You fight for him and how, you know, just this beautiful power of prayer and relationship with the the Lord. And so the whole movie is about Priscilla's story and that just journey to go deeper with the Lord and fight for her marriage, not fight fighting with her husband. And essentially like her marriage heals and like the story comes around. And I, and I remember thinking, well, Lord, I don't feel very happy right now. I should be happy. I have all these things that I prayed for and that look really great on the outside. And um, I don't know how to fight like that. I want to know how to fight like that. And I continue to do research and, you know, search things. And I found various things, but I didn't find anything 
that really gave me this like formula or this guide to say, if you're struggling with this, assign it back to the root, identify what it is and take the authority over it and replace that truth and declare God's word over your life. And so I started to just kind of get frustrated with it. And then I felt the Lord prompt me one day, like, well, why not you? Mm -hmm. And I started coming up with all these excuses. And so it started off as, you know, just a kind of a laughing stock of a joke that I would like, well, I mean, I, I guess I could just write a blog about it. And one blog turned into three, turned into six, turned into 20. You know, one of the ways to encounter God is through creativity. Mm -hmm. And I really began to realize that the more I was writing, not only was I accomplishing writing words down on paper, but I could feel like, like growing my growth with the Lord. Like, and it would just be really amazing when I could just feel like the Holy Spirit was coming and just like when something would happen, I'd be like, wow, that is a good line. And I didn't even, like, I wrote that, but it's not from me. Like, and so it just kind of came about like that. And I, um, I was in martial arts and karate for nine years. And so I have this physical fighting background. And then my husband is an officer in the U S army. And so then I have this, this understanding and this unique seat to war and the structure of military. And as I began to continue to write and think through stories and experiences in my own life, it just really felt like this is the most tangible way that I know how to share this. And uh, we were born into a war and people don't like to talk about that. That's not very fun to think of. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fun to say like, oh, Jeremiah one five, I knit you together in your mother's womb. And that's sweet. And, you know, celebrating life, but like yes. And this baby is now born into a war. So what, what do we need to do as parents and as friends to come alongside and begin to just declare victory and speak life over these, these sweet babies, you know, as they're growing Mm -hmm. up and, and to know that these are essentially arrows as as scripture talks about in our quivers. And so um, that's really how fighting for freedom came about. And uh, the Lord showed me one day, again, as I'm writing this, like, map of a battle and Mm -hmm. it was like these like little mountains essentially like and it was these seven battles um you know the battle against our mind our heart our words our past our present our future and our calling Mm -hmm. and that's how it came about in the show notes I will give you a link to the book and you guys really do need to get it because it is so good and I I love the way you set it up it's so good now, um, going off of this, what are the verses that have kept you anchored through all the things and through book writing and your story and your life now with four kids? And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, one of the seasons that I talk about in the book is uh, postpartum depression, which I had struggled mm-hmm. with greatly after I had uh, our first daughter, Emmaus, and my husband was deployed. And I was, I was bitter. I was super Mm -hmm. bitter that I was in this new place with no family around. And I didn't want to be in Texas and that's where we were. Mm -hmm. And here I had this baby, you know, and, and I, um, just, I felt like my spirit was just sinking so deep. Like I just was, I, I don't know. I was, I was just in a bad place. And every day I would walk with her for the first three or four months of her life. Like, cause the portion on maternity leave, which I really, I really didn't even enjoy that because I wanted to go back to work. I just wanted something that felt 
familiar. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, second Corinthians 10, five was really an anchor for me. And it says this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Those walks just became so special to me because as I was walk, I would almost take inventory of the thoughts I was thinking. I would decide individually which ones were permitted to stay and which ones had to be taken captive and had to obey to the truth of God's word. And to really begin to believe that, no, God, you have called me for such a time as this. I've had people speak over, um, over my life. Isaiah 61, one, one reads this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And you think about like those types of things and you're like, I can't look at my pain and not pair it with God's purpose if Mm -hmm. I really want to live in freedom. Mm -hmm. Because God allows pain to refine us. He allows those valley seasons to serve purpose into who he has called us to be. And so as hard as that season was too, I have been able to come alongside so many women and just sit with them in the tough moments of being a new mom and in the tough moments of a first time deployment or in the tough moments of bitterness in your marriage and say, I know, but guess guess what? God's not forgotten you. And he wants to use even this. Mm -hmm. Don't give this victory to the enemy. Take it and allow it to, to go through you fully but know that the destination is for God's glory, that this is his victory and it belongs even to him, you know, and to worship through it. And so, um, but the thoughts captive, that will just always be such a special verse um, to just come back to. And, and it is such a good verse, even for now, like to Mm -hmm. watch the news or to just browse social media um, to take daily inventory of why do I feel this way? What are the thoughts that I'm thinking and to take that inventory? So Anyway, that's a great anchor verse for me. That is a great verse and definitely something we all need today with, like you said, with the news and all the craziness around us. (laughs) It is. is. And it, and it is sad. And if we only view it through that lens, then we will, we'll remain in this deep sense of grief and of hopelessness and, and question of God, where are you? Why aren't you working? Mm -hmm. But again, this is for his glory. And even this, even Mm -hmm. this is serving purpose. Right. And we may not see it, but he's doing his work. Yep. So, so good. Is there anything else you want to share with my listeners? I think I would just love to encourage the listeners that regardless of what season that you're in, know that God can use this. And regardless of what your story has been up to this point, God wants to use even that. There's nothing that disqualifies you from who he's called you to be. And in fact, because of the journey that you've walked, he wants to bring that for you to come alongside other people. Galatians 5.13 tells us that your freedom is not for you only, but for you to bring freedom to others. So if you are waiting till you feel qualified or you feel equipped, that is not from the Lord. 
know that who you are in the season that you're in is divinely positioned and you are already qualified because he has called you. So open your hands and ask the father, what would you have me to do? What can I do today? Where do I need to be obedient? And I want to encourage you to just step out, start taking the step of obedience and he will be faithful. He will meet you there. His word never returns void. Amen. And amen. I love this episode with you, Danielle, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun to, to meet you. I know before the call, we were just talking about how special it is to meet, you know, another woman who's just, you know, going after the fight for Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's keep battling. Yes. <laughs> Amen. So, all right, guys, have a great week and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Anchored by the Sword podcast. I'm so blessed and grateful that you have taken your time to listen to this episode and to allow the freedom stories of the individual to be a part of your day. So let me know what you loved about the episode by heading over to the Instagram page at Anchored by the Sword podcast or over to the Facebook page for Anchored by the Sword and let's have a conversation. Also, I would really appreciate it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this episode so that other people can find this podcast. So blessed to have you here. Have an amazing week. God bless.